What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a wicked one wherever you are in the world today. Um, this is another album breakdown, and just a huge shout out to everybody that's been listening to the album. All of the feedback that we've been getting about it has been just amazing and it's just been such a pleasure to hear from you guys all of the comments on youtube have been amazing uh, if you don't know we've been releasing the all of the tracks all of the live video recordings we've been releasing them onto youtube so the album the divine king album is nine tracks in total and i think that we're like four tracks in now on YouTube, and we're going to be releasing them every single week. And obviously, I'm going to be releasing these podcast episodes alongside where I talk about, well, I'll just give you some sort of like behind the scenes uh, information of how I approached certain parts of the song because it's something I was always really interested in. You know, I was following my, you know, the guys that I really looked up to when I was you know, in the shed for, for many hours a day, you know, Matt Garrison, uh, Jeff Berlin, Gary Willis, John Patitucci, Lincoln Goines, you know, like those characters and to, it, to hear them break down how they were thinking about their playing and how they were approaching certain things on albums would have just blown my mind. So I think that, again, um, that, that's why I, I decided to do this uh, because I think it's always great to, Find out what's going on inside of somebody's mind when they're approaching uh, different things from a musical perspective, obviously. Uh, by the way, side note, I've got like a massive grey patch that's just erupted on my face. It's just, it's like all grey, like in my beard. I was, I, I don't know, I'm like a stereotypical bloke and I think, and because I've got no hair, I very rarely need to look in a mirror. So like sometimes I'll go a week Maybe even longer than that, without even looking in the mirror. It's not, it's not high on my priorities, put it that way. And I put the video on today to record this. And I looked into the camera, I was like, holy shit, I've got like a massive grey patch in my beard. That's a new thing. Ah, oh, anyway, 45, what can I say? Uh, anyway, so today we're going to be talking about Glass Ceiling, which is the fourth track. Let me just check, I'm not lying about that. I think it's the fourth track on the album. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's the fourth track on the album. By the way, if you haven't checked out the album, it's available on all of the streaming platforms, Spotify and all of those. Um, it's also available on Bank Bandcamp now as well. So you can get it in all of those places. And if you haven't already grabbed it, just go to scottsalbumbonus.com and we've created a free ebook with all of the tab and notation for the entire album. So um, you can really see you can not only hear what I'm playing, but you can see what I'm playing as well. And this track that I'm going to be doing today is, it's it's a bass melody right up front. Um, so you might want to check out what I'm playing. You might want to play it yourself. And hey, just putting it out there as well, if you do want to give this stuff a go and, and play it yourself, we've created a course inside the membership over at scottsbasslessons.com where I'm actually teaching you this stuff, like in, in depth teaching you this stuff. We created like a video workshop around each of the songs in the album. Um, which is around 40 to 50 minutes long, um, and we dive in deep. So if you do want to 
you know, jump on board. You can just grab a free trial over at scottsbasslessons.com. You get access to all of the, the, you know, 100 plus courses that we've got from some of the greatest bass educators on the planet. But you also get access to that course that I've put together for this album as well. So with that all said, let's take a listen to glass ceiling and then we'll go through it piece by piece and i'll talk about my approach and how i approach working on this stuff and and all of the uh, all of the stuff so let's jump in
Okay, so obviously, as you can hear there, the 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 big kind of difference here in terms of all of the other tracks is that there's a bass melody right up front. And in fact, in front of the bass melody, there's these beautiful harmonics that I play on the bass as well that really leads in to the melody. So you've got this descending line. Let me just play the descending line for you. Check it out. And then right at th that point, so it goes da -dee da -dee da 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 and then I come in with harmonics that start doubling that and then take that into the melody. Let's check that out again once more time. Okay, so obviously by now I'm playing the melody. Oop. That's uh, my wife texting me. Sorry about that. Um, so by then, obviously, I'm playing the melody. Now, for me, just to put it out there, I freaking love the sound that I got on the bass for this track. I really, really love it. Um, I was super stoked with how it came out. I think that I listened to it. And if it wasn't me, if it was somebody else, I'd be like, oh, that's the bass tone. That's the bass. I was so over the moon with how this sits within the track and the, the tone of the bass, the whole thing. I was just really, really over the moon with it. It's super simple. Again, I've got it. I think I've just got, you know, both pickups on full, but dial in the neck big pickup back maybe 10 or 20%. That's it. So it's really, really simple. And I'm also ducking down the tone control a little bit as well, because I don't want too much top end on the sound. I'm kind of allergic to that. It really turns me off when there's a, um, a bass tone with too much top end in it. Um, yeah, without going sort of like down that rabbit hole, there's certain players where I listen to them and I love their playing, but their, their tone is just, it's got too much edge to it for me. And I really wish that they'd, you know, just round, round give, yeah, just that, the sort of like the top end of the tone, they just round that off a little bit. Somebody's tone I really, really love actually, um, for this kind of stuff where, you know, soloing and melodies and stuff like that is Rich Brown. I think that Rich Brown, obviously you guys will probably know Rich Brown already. He's recorded multiple courses inside of the membership over at Scott's Bass Lessons and in my opinion is one of the greatest soloists to ever exist in terms of the bass, but also just one of the greatest bass players. Like I'm just Man, the guy blows my mind every time I listen to him. But um, but I love his tone, and his tone is again he's he's got like a lovely round top end on it. He's he's, he's dialed down the tone so you don't get any of that harsh kind of just yeah hard top end on the on the sound. Anyway, all that said, let's listen to it. And what, one one thing I want you to listen out for as well. And please get that ebook as well at scottsalbumbonus.com. When you play the melody, the trick here is I'm really laying back on, I'm playing behind and I'm being very intentional about that. Okay. So when I play this again, listen to it and you'll hear that I'm really laying on the back end of the beat. Um, because yeah, you can play a groove that's on the back end of the beat, you know, laying back, but you can also play a melody that's on the back end of the beat as well. In fact, honestly, when it comes to learning how to play behind the beat, Playing melodies behind the beat is probably an easier route in than playing bass lines behind the beat. Just to put it out there. So if you're not already learning melodies and then trying to, you know, learn how to place them within, 
you know, within the, the time that you've got within the grid, whether it be on the on the beat or slightly behind the beat or pushing in certain spaces, you know, you should be doing that absolutely like start this week. And also just to put it out there as well is that learning great melodies is also a really fantastic um pathway into being able to improvise and solo because improvisations and solos are really just cons- they're spontaneous melodies so how can you play a spontaneous melody if you can't play a melody in the first place so that's why i think that some i say some many bass players when you hear them solo they don't they don't come across as lyrical as they might well do if they had just focused a little bit more on in uh, yeah well, on learning how to really uh, represent and perform a great melody anyway so just going to play it one more time let's just listen to the melody i might pitch in as we go through this now that little man what I'm doing there is, it's like, um, I really learned that from uh, guitar players like Steve Vai, where they'll play a note with one finger and then slide into the same note with another finger. So you go, you know, you play the note and then you slide into the same note with another finger. Listen out for it. That's it there. Please also make note of the attention to dynamics here as well. I, you know, like there's just so much dynamic range in what I'm doing here. I'm not playing. I've been very intentional about bringing out certain notes, laying back within on other notes, and it's not pre. That's not pre-practiced, right? I'm not. I haven't thought to myself, hmm, on this note, I will play it harder. And on these notes here, I'm going to play it softer. That's not the vibe, right? Um, And it shouldn't be the vibe. What you want to be doing here is really going with the flow and just playing in the moment, which is why technique exercises are so important when it comes to developing a really great technique to... Um, to be able to use dynamics effectively because it's all coming from the right hand or well, the plucking hand, right? So I've practiced a lot on the plucking hand. I always recommend my students to practice a lot on the plucking hand because it gives you the ability to really speak with your lines and add in those dynamics that you need to, to make the, the melody pop or the solo line pop, right? So hopefully this is a good example of that. So again, listen to the dynamics that I'm using. Some notes are louder, some notes are quieter, and that is very, very intentional. Just like if I was singing a song, <laughs> some notes I might sing, you know, like it, that's the vibe I'm trying to get that's that slide again like I'm, I'm the dynamic there just drops so much you can barely hear the line it's really really delicate check it out even the yeah, that's all coming from the plucking hand. Mm-hmm. 
and you hear that there is a, you know, I'm really trying to take it from nothing. So the dynamics, like literally through the floor. Now. Again, you can hear that there again. I'm trying to get those swells within the lines as I play that to bring the line to life. And again, from the floor, up and then down. From the floor, up and then down. Okay, so that bit is really influenced by Scully Sverison. That, 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 and again, that's really where, in terms of where I started learning a lot about um, or wanting to get real control over dynamics within my lines is a direct consequence of Scully Sverison transcribing his lines, listening to him you know, his solos and melodies thousands of, times, thousands of times over. He's just got the best control when it comes to um, dynamic response within his lines I've ever heard. So, and this, that little thing really reminds me of what he would do. Like, I'll just play it one more time. Now, this line. Out and then just I hit this pedal note. Here we go down. Boom. Great solo from Simon. I'm just like playing whole notes, big fat whole notes. Check it out, nothing spicy at all. Here we go. Boom. Big whole notes. And the reason I'm doing this is I don't want to get in his way. I'm like, you set the scene, I'm here to support. I'm just giving, just, you know, playing those whole notes very purposefully and letting the scene, the vibe kind of just dial itself in. I'm not sure what other people are going to do as well. And that is zump bum bum there on the bass is very intentional. That's where to bring a bit of bottom end in. Here we go. Now, up until that point, I'm playing very simple um, on those hits there. Very simple. But then I do rip out a big, big-ass line um, around now heading into the next section. Um, 
and was really I'm trying to think of like who would have inspired that kind of like who was who who's I channeling into my line it's probably like an Anthony Jackson type even though the line isn't Anthony Jackson-esque it was really that's who I'm channeling ch- channeling um, within that within the line that I'm about to jump into and or the run and really I first heard the lines like this when I was listening to Anthony Jackson Jackson play with Michelle Camilo um, on the big band album called One More Once okay check this out The hits. Again, keeping out of everybody's way. Here we go, big badass one. There we go. Pedal. Woo! Just check out size line there, that is obscene. Descending bass lines keep out of everybody's way. Love it. I love the drums on this bit. They're just getting edgier and edgier. And again, I'm actually playing super simple. So let me just stop there for a minute. The reason why I'm playing really simply at this moment in time is because Simon's doing his thing. Listen to Gergo playing the drums. Does it need somebody else going? No, of course it doesn't. Right, I need to be the the foundation and listen to the keys as well. So Scott Kinsey is doing the same thing. Big pads on the keys. He's keeping out the way as well. There Gurgo starts going. Here we go. And again, I'm playing really simple here. In hindsight, I think I should have played even more simply there, that, that moment there. Now, this is the second time around the melody, or the chords, obviously, and I do play busier this time round. Some of the chords, for the most part, I'm just playing chord tones all the way through this, but on he- this time around, you'll hear me throwing in some ninths to just give the bass lines a little more interest in texture. Check it out. That descending line again. Oh, 
like I do some cool descending runs here actually, which again really, you know, hat tip to Anthony Jackson. I do like a descending line into this hit. There's a nine. Big run. Anthony Jackson vibe going on there. I love the drums on that bit. Ah. Again, keeping it very simple. Going to nines in there. Root. Octave. Root. Octave. Again, keeping out of everybody's way. Listen to Gurgo. Such a uh, such a fun piece. One one of my favourite pieces actually on the album that was to play because I loved playing the melody and loved all of the opportunities that I had to not only play with the melody but there's also like a bunch of stuff in there that isn't part of the melody. I should have actually said that you know like the melody is what it is, but there's also a lot of connecting lines that I added in around the melody phrases which um which i really enjoyed doing as well because it yeah well because we don't always get to be melody players do we yeah you know we're bass players so it's uh it's something that was really fun and something that i don't get to do every day so yeah it was awesome really enjoyed the track and hopefully you guys have enjoyed the breakdown again if you want to sort of like work through this stuff um I really do recommend grabbing that free ebook so you can listen to the album. You can sit here with me and like listen to these pieces and look through, like follow it through the actual transcription as we're talking through. That would be a great idea. Um, so if you want to check out the bonus, just go to scottsalbumbonus.com. You can grab it there. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week. I will see you next time around uh, for the uh, for the for the next album breakdown. See you in a bit. Bye. <laughs>